And welcome to Book Journeys Radio. We're getting started a little bit late today, so thanks for your patience. As we work out some technical challenges um, on today's call, we have with us author Sid Hoffman. She's a health and wellness educator and the author of All Day Energy, 100 Ways to Boost Your Energy Now, which is uh, exactly what's happening to me right now. My energy is boosted because we're starting a little bit late. But Sid, hi, thanks for being here. Hi, Angela. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm hoping cortisol response is not one of the ways that we boost our energy. <laughs> it is not. Okay, good. Well, I got that going now. So why don't you kick us off? Tell us about All Day Energy. Uh, what's the book about? The book is called All Day Energy, 100 Ways to Boost Your Energy Now. And what I've done is try to include tips for people to immediately start feeling more energetic. So I put tips in the book about sleep, about having great attitude, about making little tweaks to your nutrition and your exercise program. I love it. So how did you come to write this book? (laughs) That is kind of a funny story. I was an elementary school principal for 12 years, and my students would run around with so much energy, but my staff did not have that energy. So I would be zipping along with the kids, and my staff noticed that I had more energy than some of the other teachers, and they just asked me what my secret was. And some of the parents started approaching me, and I just decided to put it together because they weren't secrets to me. They were things that just were part of my repertoire of tricks to stay healthy, and I just put them all in one place, I guess. Um, So what was the process for you from when you – excuse me, when you got that idea to actually sitting down and writing the book, what was that that decision-making process like for you and how did that happen? I think probably looking back, it probably took about a year of doing research and just saying, you know, what do I want to put in? What do other experts say? My background was teaching mathematics, science, being a school principal, being an educator. So I knew how to take tough concepts and make them easier, but I had to figure out, okay, what would be the things that people really needed? And I think it also made me feel more confident. So I did a lot of research, and I think the flip side of that is I didn't do any writing. I just accumulated articles, different kinds of sources. I had books everywhere, magazine clippings, and then I started writing. And did you work with, did you have a book coach or a writing coach or did, did you do it all on your own? What, how, what, what made you think you could write a book? <laughs> that's, you know, that's a good question. I don't know what made me think I could write. I think uh, my friend Mary was writing. She was writing all these fiction books and I thought, you know, I love Mary. She's smart, but I'm smart too. I can write. Um, she was very passionate about writing. Her, writing. She really seemed to enjoy it. So I think she really got me going, and she was entering a, a contest where you write for the month of November. And I said, okay, I'll try to write for the month of November. I think I was ready. I had enough research, and I just felt confident. And I said, okay, if she could do it, I could do it. I love that. I love that. Um, a lot of authors talk about having um, – kind of a a champion, a hero, somebody who makes them believe they can do it. And a lot of times it's a a spouse or a family member or or a friend, Um, but being inspired by somebody else who's doing it. And I love that idea. It's like, wait, she's smart, but I'm smart too. Like, 
and really seeing that, uh, Martha Beck calls that the you spot it, you got it moment, when you're like, wait a minute, I can do that, I can have that. What was your, and, and I'm guessing, and this is the perfect day to have you on the show, I'm guessing that um, the, the contest was the November Nano Nano Rightmo. Yeah, it was the Nano Remo or Nano Rightmo, however you pronounce uh-huh. it. Yep, and Mary was writing, and she got something done in 30 days. It took me 90, but at least she got me started. She but it got me. you going. So I want, I want to talk about that a little. I am... Um, I am running a, a nano rightmo group uh, of rebels. We're called rebels. Those are those of us who are doing the November is the National Novel Writing Month Challenge. That's what nano rightmo, which is N A N O R W R I T M O. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that challenge is really for novel writers. It's it's for anyone. Anyone can be inspired. There's over 150,000 people participating this year, with many of them having the goal of writing a 50,000-word novel during this month. Um, the group that I'm leading, we are trying to write at least 10,000 words of nonfiction, um, ideally in the personal growth self-help space. So you, you would be, this book would be a perfect candidate for my group. Um, and certainly there are many other people that do the challenge that aren't writing fiction. So, um, so track me down if you go to nanowritemo.org and you can find Author Incubator. Author Incubator and add me as your buddy. So join the challenge, add me as your buddy, and I will tell you all about the group that we're running on the Rebels thread, the Nano Rebels thread that's those of us who don't like to follow the rules but want to play anyway. <laughs> And that sounds like you were maybe a rebel without even knowing it last time. Hey, hey, I like that. <laughs> awesome. She's like, I am happy to be a rebel. I so, yeah, it. challenges like that can be great inspiration. It was. Mm-hmm. I think when you do anything for 30 days, it became a habit. And, mm-hmm. then, and then I knew I wasn't done, but at least I got it going, and I just mm-hmm. kept going. When you were writing your book, did you have um, did you have a vision for what you wanted your book to do or how you wanted your book to be in the world? Was there something you wanted for your book? You know, I didn't really have a vision, but I did have an intention that I wanted women to have a book that they could refer to and just open to any page and get a really good idea and try it and that they didn't have to do something in a certain order and they didn't have to follow like a certain diet plan or a certain fitness plan. They can just have fun. I wanted it to be playful. So that that was kind of my intention. And and did that happen? Did you, were you able to make that happen? Yeah, I think I did. I think it's playful. I think it's fun. Uh, I think... I think I've actually surprised myself because men have been reading it as well. I really kind of geared it towards a woman. There's a woman on the cover, very energetic woman, but men have had a really positive response as well. So I think I've met that intention. And how about tell us more about your? I know that you are, are a health educator, but how does this book fit into the rest of your career path? Is it something that helps you in your job? It has helped and opened so many doors, Angela. It has made me credible. Before, if I applied to speak somewhere at a conference, people would say, well, you know, what have you written? What have you written? So I had a couple of little articles. But when you say you have a book 
and you can send them a copy of your book or they can download it on Kindle. You just become more credible, just more believable, more valuable. And I also, that gave me the confidence to start doing immersions at people's homes and having people come to my home and learn how to eat healthy and how to move their body in a healthy way. I let's talk about, let's talk about what, an immer, what an immersion is. What is that? It, to me, it's a situation where I come to someone's home or they come to my home and for three days we live an incredibly healthy life. We just start from where they are and start making little baby steps to get them to the next level that would bring them along wherever they want to be on their fitness plan. And they just see it because you can read something, but unless you actually do it and you see the whole process of preparing, maybe they they always wanted to try still cut oats and they never did that. Well, they can watch me make it in my steamer. They can be there. They can eat it when it first comes out and we'll put the little toppings of blueberries and fresh granola on. They can use my little dehydrator and they could be there and it's much more valuable than a book. So I never had the confidence to do that, but once I had my own book out, I made me more confident to try new things. That is amazing. And that's exactly, I, I always ask people, what is something that came out of having your book that surprised you, that wasn't in the plan? A lot of people plan to be a New York Times bestseller or they plan to be a TED Talk speaker. They kind of, you know, do a vision board of Oprah, you know, inviting them to the book club. Um, but they don't. They don't even have the idea, maybe, or the confidence to execute the idea of doing something different that's, like, out of their comfort zone. And that's such a great example of the way a book can change, you know, change how you, how you do business, change how, how you connect with people and how you make a difference. For sure. It also helps with TV and radio. You mentioned, you know, being on different stations and different shows. That's one thing that the first question they asked you know, why are you credible? Why are you an expert? So you can tell them all about your years of experience, but then you can also tell them about your book, and that's, you know, a key way to get on TV and radio. It's really been fun. I've actually had fun with doing webinars and presentations all over the world. It's been great. So what do you wish that you knew before you wrote your book? Most of the Book Journeys listeners want to finish their book or they're writing a book or starting a book. And what advice do you wish somebody gave you when you were where our listeners are? I, I think the, the best advice I would share with them would be keep writing. You know, don't stop. Don't, don't edit your book as you're going along. Just keep writing and writing. And then when it's done, edit it. But realize that the process is kind of like one-third, one-third, one-third. One-third the writing one-third of your time, that exact amount of time, you're probably going to need to edit, and then the last third, marketing the published book that you've already created. So it's not just you write and then you jump up and down and you go out for a big meal, but you still got a lot more work to do. I didn't really... Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't get that. Like, I guess I knew it, but I didn't really get it. Okay. You know, Say more I mean, about that. You know, I mean, I guess that was really naive. I started, after after I started writing consistently, I started thinking about the next two phases, but I didn't realize how intense they would be. And I heard Jack Canfield talk, and he influenced my my reality check. And he said, if you publish a book and don't market it, it's like having a baby and leaving it on someone else's doorstep to raise. 
So I thought, okay, you know, like, there's an importance of the marketing. I, so I got that, that people are not just going to run out and buy my book. How are they going to find me? How am I going to do this? And then it just it was just intense. The marketing took a lot more time than I thought it was going to be, getting the book off the ground, telling the world. It was fun. It was really great, but a lot of energy. Okay, so let's talk about that. You're a lot of energy. Good thing you have 100 tips to help you get through that. Um, Energy is obviously something anyone needs. And that book, you know, like you said, you sort of wrote it with a woman in mind, but it would obviously help anyone. So how have you approached the marketing? Because anyone is hard to reach. (laughs) So how have you approached the marketing to kind of drill down and and reach people? Well, I I really made a – someone told me, again, I got good advice probably from a wonderful radio show like yours, and they said make a list of topics that you could speak on some that are connected to your book, and then some that are a little bit far-reaching. And that's what I did. And then I started approaching just small little radio shows and small little TV outlets and just said, hey, you know, uh, like, for example, tomorrow is November 1st, and it's International Vegan Day. So, uh, um, so is that what, a true story, November 1st, really International is, yes, Vegan November, Day? Okay. Tomorrow morning I'm actually doing a little TV spot because I – have developed a relationship where now I can just call and say, hey, let's celebrate Mother's Day and let's do Healthy Mother's Day or let's celebrate, you know, National, you know, Get Off Your Bum Day or whatever the day is. Right. So basically you're leveraging the fact that energy applies to lots of different things. If you're a a vegan, maybe you need more energy in certain ways. If you're a mom, God knows you need more energy in certain ways. And so you'll take the tips that maybe apply best to that group Yes, and also I'm taking like tips from my book. Like one of my tips was to eat more plant-based food to feel more energetic, and then I'm making like a whole TV segment about it. I'm taking just one small thing, and I'm not even using energy in the title, but they're going to introduce me as Sid Hoffman, author of All Day Energy, and I'm going to get a good plug for my book. They're going to put the segment on their website. I'm going to put it on mine, and I get all the social media out of it, and it's just great. That's fantastic. Is that something you knew before you started? Did you write your book to make that so easy? No, I don't know how I figured that out. I think I just started, I think my husband kind of clued me in and said, hey, you know, people are not going to start rushing to to buy your book. And I'm like, no, Daniel, they're going to, everybody's going to love it. I'm going to put one message on Facebook and it's going to be Mm -hmm. a bestseller, you know, naive little me. But, you know, he kind of clued me in and he started, he's a big internet marketer. So he kind of said, okay, there's a free webinar on how to market your book. Take this. You know, here, read this article. So thank goodness he pointed me in the right direction. Wow, it sounds like you got a keeper. Yes, he is a keeper. So that helps. So I, I guess at the beginning, Angela, to answer your question, I didn't know, and then I sort of got educated along the way. And what about it has been the hardest thing? I think just staying with it, especially I'm really fortunate. I'm, I teach part-time, and then I market my book, I always say, full-time. You can't, do, you, you can't really do part-time and full-time, but I'm always talking about the book, except when I'm you know, in the classroom. Um, and even in the classroom, it comes up now and then. So I think that you have to really always be thinking about what's coming up next, 
it's fun. It's really great. And you should definitely write a book about something you're passionate about because you're going to be talking about it, dreaming about it, thinking about it. So don't pick a topic that you think is not something that you can live with for the rest of forever talking about. It's it's fun, but it's work. Yeah. So if you um, if you were giving advice to somebody who wanted to write a book but they hadn't been able to do it and one of their issues was energy, the thing that I hear a lot about is time, um, but if we have more energy then we have more time. What are some of your favorite tips from your book for um, getting, you know, getting things done, getting more energy? Well, I think the biggest thing is probably the simplest thing also, is to pre-plan. Like, I, I pretty much pre-plan everything. I'm, I'm spontaneous for, for, like, adventures when I go on a trip, but even those spontaneous moments came because I pre-planned them. I brought, like, all the right materials. I, I don't pack a lot of stuff into my day. I leave room for 15, 30 minutes to just take a breath and have a snack. I, I I plan, I have the right food with me, the right clothes in my car so that I can get a workout in even though life is hectic. It's just thinking about your week, maybe every Sunday planning the week and making appointments to nurture yourself during the week has helped me. Those kind of little tips, thinking about something instead of waiting the last minute like, oh, it's 7 o'clock in the evening and... I've been eating cruddy all day. How am I going to fit a vegetable in? Well, I don't. I try not to have those moments. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. What is the what is the thing about your book journey uh, that was the hardest for you? Probably the writing. Realizing that some days you're going to wake up and you're not going to want to write, but you should write. Well, tell us about, so tell us about writing for you. I know you did the, uh, the November Writing Challenge. Were yes. you writing every day? Were you aiming for 50,000 words in that month? How often were you writing, and what was that like? You know what, Angela, I don't even know what 50,000 words is. I know, like, most people, like, know what, you know, what, how much that is, and I'm, my background is with numbers and science, so I know I understand 50,000, but I don't know what that looks like in a book. I just started writing, and I would write every morning. I wrote real, I got up really early in the morning and wrote, and then I would exercise. And then I realized that it worked better for me the other way around, so I started shifting it where I would exercise and be real creative in my writing. I wrote much better after the workouts, mm. and I just kept with it. So November finished, Mary had her book, she sent it in, you know, she was really confident, she loved her book. I kept writing, I wrote all of November, all of December, and all of January, and I really think like the last, either January 30th, January 31st, I was done. So it really took almost, you know, exactly 90 days. Mm-hmm. And did, did you bump into writer's block, and how did you deal with that if you did? You know, I, I, I tried to like write through it. If I if I was stuck, I either and and let me let me back up for a minute. The way I structure my book is I had a hundred energy boosting tips. So when I woke up the next morning, I had a choice. I could either add something to one of the tips already, or I could start a new tip. So if I was kind of blocked on a tip that I was already working on, I just kind of left let it go and started something completely different. 
So That's I was pretty great. fortunate that each tip is pretty standalone. And the order, I didn't even worry about the order. Somebody said, you know, the order is part of the editing process. So just mm-hmm. keep writing and writing and writing. And between my editor and I, we really cleaned it up really nicely. Yeah, and by the way, that's true. I mean, you might be listening and thinking, oh, but she had 100 tips that was easy for her to do. But the order is always part of the editing. So if there are sections you can write, start with start with the ones that are easy and then, you know, or the sections, the chapters, whatever's easiest for you and get those written because that momentum builds on itself. And that's what happened. That's why that contest really is a good thing because the momentum does build on itself. And I told myself if I was having a really bad day, then I would just write for 15 minutes. But on most days, by 15 minutes, I was already into it. I do that when I'm coaching people for exercising as well. I say, okay, you think you don't want to exercise that day? Just go 15 minutes. But then somebody will call me back later and say, you know what? It worked. I was out out exercising for 45. So That's awesome. Yeah, same thing with writing once you get started. But it was nice. And, you know, if somebody really is writing a nonfiction book and they can write it in the format of tips or standalone sections, it sure made it easier for first book for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to write if you can do it. So what about publishing? Tell us about, oh, well, you said from the idea to, and then it was 90 days to write it. So tell us about your timeline for publishing and how you, and how you published. Let's see, it was 90 days writing and about 90 days of editing with Anne, and then Anne did all the uploading to CreateSpace. I did everything through Amazon's CreateSpace. I didn't mess with a publisher. I didn't mess with a, uh, an agent. I just – so it really took – it was about 90 and 90. Uh, great. So uh, what, ha- what, what advice would you give people about using CreateSpace? How did you find your designer? How did you find your editor? Talk about those things. You know, I started, as I was writing the book, I would write in the morning, but then I used the afternoon for like little things, like researching somebody who would do a good cover. So I did a little bit of forward thinking as I was writing, but I didn't use any of my writing time to do it. Like I didn't want to get distracted with the writing, and I knew the morning was a better time for me. So in the afternoon, I started looking. Somebody said to go to Amazon and look at covers. And I thought, well, that was a good idea. Somebody, I joined a writing group by then, like maybe day, I don't know, 60 days into this, I joined a writing group, and I started going to meetings once a month. There was a writer's group of just women, and I, some of the women were writing. Some of the women were already published authors, so I got ideas. And they said, start thinking about your cover now. So I saw a book cover I liked. I found out who their designer was. I contacted the designer. I didn't even have the title. I just said, I think my book's going to be done in a couple of months. Do you have, is there a possibility that you would consider? And she said, yeah, contact me when you're ready. So I got that going. I don't know. I just started lining up little things. Wow. And 
when you had the, so you kind of came up with some covers that you like, you know, I like this cover, I like this cover, and you shared that with the designer. Did the designer read your book? Like, how did you get the cover that you wanted? Yeah, actually, when we were really close to putting it on Create Space, I sent the designer my book, and I said, I really like the way you did so-and-so's cover, and uh, let's brainstorm about it. And she said, oh, I have this idea. She had a really good idea for my cover, and then I added something else to her original idea, and it came out beautiful. The cover is this beautiful lady. She's plugged into a light socket, and her heart is outside her body being charged by this wire, and it's gorgeous, and she's energetic and happy, and she's just recharged, and that's exactly what my book is. About I love people. that. Where, where can people see see your book and see that book cover? Amazon. Uh, Amazon or my website. Uh, my website is SidHoffman.com, and Amazon All Day Energy, 100 Ways to Boost Your Energy Now, and it's on Kindle, and um, I like the paperback better than the Kindle, though. The Kindle sales have been amazing. I think that's definitely the way of the future. But I like the paperback because I have places for women and men to write their ideas and think about things. So I didn't envision it as a Kindle book. I just envisioned it as a paperback, but it worked out both ways. Okay. So uh, Sid Hoffman, I just wanted to jump in. It's spelled S-Y-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Right? This is true. Okay, great. So SidHoffman.com if you want to check out Sid's website. And Sid, uh, have you thought about a second book? I have. I'm working on a book right now called Zip Up Your Skinny Jeans. Oh, I want to do that. That sounds great. Um, So talk to us about that title. How did you come up with that title? You know, I've always liked the expression skinny jeans and how people have extra clothes in their closet of all different sizes. My goal is to have them just wear like one size and not and leave the other clothes there if they want to, but just wear one size. And I just um, I want to help people zip up their skinny jeans and feel really good about it. I love it. Um, and what's your? will you follow the same process? Do you think you'll do anything different this time around? I think I might, but I also love your publishing company, so you might get a submission. Excellent. Well, we would love to talk to you about publishing your book. Excellent. So, um, so there's lots of different, uh, lots of different ways to publish your book, and I have my 10-step formula to writing a book that makes a difference. And one of the steps is uh, create your masterpiece, and that is all about finding the right publishing solution for you. There's lots of pros and cons and lots of options out to some of them. What are some of the things that you would look for in a publisher if you were going to work with someone and not do it the DIY way this time? You know, um, it'd have to be something where I still own the rights to everything, something where they're basically keeping the integrity of the book, Um, somebody who I just feel really creates a really beautiful book and their books represent self-help, women, uh, re- real concepts that are useful. Um, that I, those are the important things to me. That's great. So those are some terrific tips if you are thinking about how you want to create your masterpiece. Ask about copyright and how that will work. Look at some of their other books and see if you like the quality. And really um, one of the best pieces of advice that I got is go with love, not like. So if you feel like a real connection with somebody, that's that's your heart leading you in the right direction for your book. Yes. So Sid Hoffman, Sid is the author 
Sid is the author of All Day Energy, 100 Ways to Boost Your Energy Now. Sid, thank you so much for being with us today. It is my pleasure. Thank you. Then we will be back next week on Book Journeys Radio, where we are changing the world one book at a time. Begin the rest.